Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, Steve Edge is here. Morning. Down in uh, lovely, lovely, lovely Twickenham. Twickenham. I'm up here in Stockport. Uh, but I hope you're very well this morning on this, uh, well, what is here a freezing cold day? Well, it's about 15 degrees, but that that's the new that's the new normal, Steve. Well, it is as well. You seem to get up in the morning and go, oh, it's going to be cold today, and then you put all your layers on, and then it sort of brightens up in the afternoon. That's what keeps happening. This doesn't time. know what it's doing, does it, this weather? Nah, nah. It, doesn't, it can't make a decision. Just I'm wearing you like wellies and shorts. I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, just a mix of all things. <laughs> Just everything, like absolutely nutter. I uh, feel like an absolute nutter. Um, what have you been up to? What, how's, your, how's your week been? Um, busy, 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 yeah. Oh, busy, Real yeah. busy, yeah. Busy I, stuff. I uh, watched a <laughs> leaf unfurl on uh, my wife's bird of paradise uh, plant. Wow. It's like a house plant. Oh, right. Was, I'm glad uh, you finished that sentence. Okay, I was like, that no, sounds like I a weird knew you were come. It's called a bird of paradise. <laughs> That's what oh, I my that. wife's bird of paradise. Yeah, basically, a, a hair grew a bit. <laughs> oh, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, it, grew, it grows a new leaf out of the side of the stem, and then it just unfurls. It's magical. Yeah. It's magical. So, and how long does that take to unfurl? Uh, well, it's sort of the point came out. And <laughs> okay. Nothing's happened. The point came out, and then uh, took about a day. But when it starts unfurling, Whoa. bang! It's there. Hello, oh my goodness, I'm a bird of paradise. It's there. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds very exciting. Yeah, it's very good. That's like you've had a hell of a week. week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't really do anything. I just watched things. That's all right. That's all. That's all any of us have been doing. I finished uh, second series of Dead to Me on uh, yeah on Netflix. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not have you watched yet. that? No, not yet. It's good. You can't sort of say too much about it without spoiling it. So okay. Um, We've been watching uh, unsolved mysteries. Have you watched? Oh, I just started one of them last night. Yeah, watched the first yeah. one. It's like a really high budget crime watch. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. Because at the end, it goes any information. It's yeah. Great. I went on the website and everything, and you can like actually oh, not that I have any information. Just watch that that first one. Okay. Everyone says it's great. Don't watch the UFO one. <laughs> but every time anyone oh. says, that, I go, "There's a UFO one. I'm watching that yeah. one." That's weird. Why are they saying don't watch the UFO one? Apparently, apparently it's rubbish. That one. Oh, okay. I thought it was just because it would like freak you out so much. It's a, no, it's a better UFO. I'm definitely watching it. Once somebody got abducted, that episode, unsolved mysteries. Yeah, definitely watching it. Why do they always take people from the, the sort of southern states of America though? What's your obsession know. with those the sort of hicks of Maybe rural they're the best America. people to sort of examples to take up to their planet and sort of That worries me though. What uh, Do you know what I mean? Like this careers and stuff. They've flown <laughs> they've flown them, you know, a trillion million miles mm. yeah. back to their planet to and got probe. That guy them, there, Cletus. Let's take Cletus. Yeah, he just comes out with his let's make America great again cap. He's Magarat, yeah. This guy. There's a lot of these guys around. Let's take this one. Uh, really? You couldn't you couldn't took a scientist? Nope. No, nope, no, it's easier, isn't it? They're harder to catch a scientist. Yeah, there is that. There is that. Have you ever seen a UFO? No, I don't think I have. You know, when you're a younger you do go, Oh, what's that? And then yeah. you know, there's a nightclub opened in Wolverhampton and that's the ladies <laughs> in the sky. That's usually what it was. Yeah. My um, me and my brother saw one when we were, I was about fourteen. Oh yeah. Yeah, just on our street in uh, Wally Range. Again, why, why, why have they come to a street of councillors in Wally Range? Well, it might yeah, have been in the distance. Yeah. It might have been yeah, in the yeah. distance. Yeah. But it, that's where we were when we saw it. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. What um, was it doing? It, it sort of flew um, one way and then just like 
at an almost opposite angle flew off. Wow. Like it like no known you know, plane could have done that, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Was I this mean, the day the was... new uh, nightclub opened in Stockport? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. Could have been. But me and my brother both saw it. And he cried, I think. He cried. Oh. Which he won't be pleased about because he's he's quite the alpha male now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was that, Steve? But, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. I can't... Yeah. I saw you first, like, crying. I was like, it's all right to cry, mate. I just I don't know what it was. Was it an alien or something? I was like, I don't know, mate. Could, Could have been. been. in there, mate. He wants to go home. <laughs> Got his little finger lighting up and everything, and then we're just staring at him. I said, look, <laughs> I said, look he's fine. It's fine. Don't don't worry about the the alien. You know, if anything, he'd probably come and visit you in in your bedroom in the night. Oh, that there's nothing to be afraid a lot about. <laughs> Matters. I'm sort of thinking about aliens now. Oh, Whether right. they're real or not. Well, we don't. Well, we don't know, do we? We don't. We'll know. never. I don't think we'll know in our lifetime, Stephen. Don't could think we'll we, ever know. Could we be the only planet with life on it? That just seems a bit seems odd, doesn't it? In this giant solar system. If, it, if this is the best it could get, as well. Yeah. A, 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 a race systematically destroying its own home. Yeah. Uh, like if we seem pretty thick from the outside, don't we? Look at yeah. it. Yeah. But then if you look at all the other planets that you can't, you know, inhabit because they're sort of like cold and windy and gassy and hot, maybe they were once inhabited and that's what our planet's destined to become. Crikey, Steve. That was deep for us. I know it was, wasn't it? (laughs) We used to talk about somebody in China putting some up the bomb, but today today we're talking about Deep Space Nine. I love it. I went on the... um, Talk about my brother and aliens... uh, (laughs) He came up with one of the um, one of my favourite observations uh, ever. We were in Florida. Crikey, this must have been, this was two thousand and five. I know exactly what year it was because that's yeah. when I signed my DVD deal. And, uh, we're all going to Florida, lads. <laughs> that's not what it's for. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'll DVD tell you what man. it's for. <laughs> so we uh, we'd never been on a, a family holiday before. So off we went. Uh, to Florida, we had two weeks. It was amazing. Loved it. And um, I took my brother. Uh, we were on. We were in uh, one of the big parks. One of them's got an ET ride in there. That's it. Yeah, it's probably not like now. Well, two thousand and five. It's the lad one, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was still there. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic film, isn't it? And you mm. get on the bikes, and you, you. I think you get on the bikes, or you get on a ride, and you sat, and you go across the moon, and all that yeah. sort. You know, all the cliche stuff on yeah. that film. And um, and then you get back to. The, the home planet, the alien's what, e- home planet. E.T.'s home planet. Yeah, E.T.'s home planet. And there's all these other versions of E.T. Like, oh, well, one... like a mum and a dad and everything. Yeah, like there's an E.T. with a moustache, one with long blonde hair. <laughs> he, it's, <laughs> like... it's the one with a mohawk. He missed a T. <laughs> He's Mr. E.T., yeah. And, uh, you saw, and they all go... And this is like we're surrounded by Americans, and uh, they're all like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Oh my god, I'm gonna cry! I love this film so much!" And uh, there was a moment where these the, the mum and dad alien were saying, mm. um, "Welcome home, ET. We oh. have missed you." And there's a woman oh, next nice. to us like nearly crying. And my brother goes, "Well, they wouldn't call him ET, would they?" <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, what? He went, why are they calling him E.T.? He stands for yeah. extraterrestrial. Yeah, he's not to them, is he? <laughs> we call we call him E.T. because he's an extraterrestrial. Yeah. He would have a normal name on this planet, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be yeah. called E.T. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's all these people That's... around us like, well, You've thanks ruined for ruining that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Never be able to watch that film again. Well, they wouldn't call him E.T., would they? <laughs> it's no. Here's a, here's a good point. This is the same man who, um, when we went to see Cirque du Soleil, we'd never seen it, anything like it before. I mean, when you first watch Cirque du Soleil, it's unbelievable. There's people mm. do it, like throwing themselves up in the air, falling from great height. Like they're unbelievable, these uh, acrobats and, and whatnot. And uh, there was a moment where they span round, span round the whole tent in the middle of this, uh, this massive circus tent. And as they span round, he let go of the girl. She did like five flips in the air. He spun around the whole tent and then caught her. Wow. It, yeah, exactly. Just, even from my description, it's amazing. Yeah, no, the, even the description has blown my mind. <laughs> yeah. And the whole place, there wasn't a sound. There wasn't a yeah. sound. I was doing, wow. I was, it was actually in Singapore. I was doing some gigs in Singapore and, uh, and, and I took my brother and that's, and this was the, uh, this was our night out. And it was a hush that fell across the whole, there was 800 people there, 1,000 people there, a quiet of mm. just open mouthed. Just awe. In awe, yeah, absolutely in awe. And then, and he's got quite a loud voice, my brother, <laughs> as he caught the girl, like, this is, there's people from all over the world there, in the most northern accent you've ever heard, he went, bloody hell. <laughs> and it was so loud. It really spoiled the moment, you know what I mean? Like, it was a really a Aww, magical mate. moment of extreme, like, human skill. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> come out of nowhere. Jason. Manford. I guess sort of life is getting a little bit back to normal for some people this this week, isn't it? Various Kinda, things are opening. and yeah. It is odd, though, isn't it? What Nail you can... salons have opened now, haven't they? Tattoo, yeah. Yeah, tattoo of... Uh... Yeah, you get yourself a tattoo tattoo now. Get yourself a manicure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they're all open now. I Mm. got my hair cut yesterday. Oh, where was that? Went to the barbers. Uh, Yeah, fine. What was the chat like? Well, there is no chat. Yeah, because you can't... Well, yeah. It's easier to not chat, isn't it? I mean, it always was. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not... I don't like chatting anyway. Uh, I I like the quietness. And my barber... That's why I go to the same guy... Go to John in Didsbury, and uh, he's a mute. He, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He's just. He just knows. Like he knows who to talk to and want to chat. Yeah. And the ones that he doesn't, he's good. He's good. At, good at his job, and um, it's fine. Other than you know him look, looking like getting an air cut off a welder. Yeah, he's got yeah, a big mask fine. on. Um, but yeah, he's like no uh, sparks you know. though. There's no flying sparks or anything. No, it wasn't that. It was not that much oh, hair. That's good. Um, but uh, no, it was fine. It was it was very safe and very you know. I wore a mask. He wore a mask. Let's call the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There was one person waiting, and it was fine. His wife is very very uh, opinionated about the um, the whole mask situation, and you know people wearing one and all that. So yeah. she 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 works in the shop as well. So um, so rather than so I wasn't necessarily talking to him, but I was listening to. Yeah, uh, what she was saying, and she, you know, she's oh, crikey, she's not sat on the fence at all. Uh, so that was quite enjoyable. In the mask, wear a mask. We she was very much in the in the in the mask camp, yeah. Which mm. I think's fair. You know, I posted well, online I think that yesterday. is going to be the law, so we should all be in that camp, shouldn't we? Well, it's the law. It is the law, Steve. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and also it's just it's just it's just human decency. 
that's what yeah. I would that's what I would also call it. It's law, but also general decency to mm. wear a mask. Even if you part of you goes, This is rubbish. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Just wear one. Don't worry yeah. about it. You haven't got to wear one where you sat at home watching Corey, have you? It's no. just when you go out to the shops. Or in the car by yourself. That's absolutely yeah, fine. Fine. Uh, don't worry about it. But, you know, it's one of those odd things that people seem to get really upset about mm-hmm. for, for, for no particular reason, uh, I don't think, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to wear a mask. If anything, I quite like it because I can call people names behind it when they walk past. People are smiling. <laughs> Hi, yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, good. They don't yeah. know what I'm doing. No. Nobody can smell your breath. No. Bonus. There's, if you... lots of, there's lots of benefits, isn't there? I, quite like, I don't mind the I don't mind the mask. I think it could start. Also, you know, in the, with a mask on, I mean, I know this is not a problem for everybody, but, um, I mean, I've not been asked to do a selfie for months. That'll help, won't it? Yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, maybe I'm just not maybe I'm not as popular as I once was. But, uh... Yeah, during, during COVID, it's definitely, it's definitely gone down a little bit, your popularity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, you get a full body wax now. I do find it odd some of the decisions they've made, and I know we've talked about this before. Like mm. you, you shouldn't start picking out. Well, yeah, well, I can, I can go on the big one, but I can't see my nana or whatever people are worried yeah. about. Um, but to be able to have like a full body wax, but like I was t- speaking to a beautician the other day, so then they're still not allowed to do faces, not allowed to do your eyebrows. Too close, is it? Yeah, but like I was, you, so you could get a hairdresser to do your fringe. Mm. And if you could have a low fringe, but you couldn't get someone to do your eyebrows, that does seem a bit mad. Yeah, there was. I read a thing that said that they were allowed to do like like a minor trim on beards. You know, like the hipsters have a full beard, and that takes yeah. like a good two hours. They're allowed to do like a like a tidy, like up, a little one. But they have to do it by circling them, like a sort of bullfighter, <laughs> just sort of coming around going, <laughs> with the clippers, just taking a and then going round again. Ooh. I think that's so. That'll be. I'd like to watch that. I'd watch that. That could be the new, could be a new entertainment. Better bullfighting, isn't it, already? <laughs> Nobody gets hurt, not even the hipster. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I got a bit of a, uh, a thing on, on online yesterday, a bit of... A bit of Backlash. Know, a bit of argy-bargy, yeah, a bit of, bit of, bit of, bit of trolling. Um, when I posted, I posted a picture of me uh, in The Masked Singer. Yeah. And I said... Something along the lines of, if I can wear a mask and still bang out Crimea River, you can wear one to pop to the shops. Fair and enough. But hashtag, grow up. This is a joke. <laughs> well, yeah, then I had to repeat later on, uh, on my uh, Facebook, I can't even be bothered to go, I had about 2,500 responses to it. Most oh, people, to be fair. Positive. Yeah. Most people were like, positive and, you know, got the joke and whatever. I don't think hedgehogs can catch it either. No, I don't think they can. They've got their own problems. Um, Badgers. <laughs> badgers. Um, uh, I said, I can't even be bothered going through the answers on this one to deal with the whataboutery. Mm. Uh, it was, A, it was just humorous, and B, obviously not intended towards people who have medical conditions, mental uh, conditions, or exemptions, uh, or no ears, or whatever the situation is, you know what I mean? It was aimed yeah. at people who were yeah. refusing to wear them for whatever the reason is. Whatever, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So... Well, you know you... who'd be able to answer some of these questions. Who's that? Oh, God. Is this a recurring character now? Devil's Advocate. Hello. Hello there. Hi, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, um, I, just, I was just talking about masks. Yeah, we're talking about masks. Uh, masks. This okay, masks. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. There's, some people are complaining about 
wearing masks, and I, I yeah. can't really see yeah. what the reason is. Well, it it interferes with my civil rights. <sighs> I mean, C- I don't Sybil think it rights. does. Civil is it civil? C- civil. Well, I'm not. So a, like you- c- I, no, I'm Sybil Shepherd. So it's a, <laughs> my civil rights. The thing is, devil's advocate. Yeah, we've no God-given natural rights. Rights. I are- definitely don't have a God-given right. I'm the devil's advocate. <laughs> God's uh, rights are socially negotiated, aren't they? In voting for mm-hmm. a government, we agree to be governed by them, and in voting, even if we didn't vote for that government, we have to agree to be governed by that government. If this is the rules I, that yeah. come in. I, then that's I what wholeheartedly do. agree with all that, but I've got a really nice chin, and I like to show it <laughs> off. And the mask is uh, not showing off my best feature, which is my chin. So well, I what am say, I meant to do? <laughs> I would say that you uh, are probably wearing it wrong <laughs> because it has to go over your nose and your mouth. Yeah. And you, you're, I think you're allowed your chin on show, if anything. Well, so, well obviously, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm talking from a human perspective. From my perspective, my face is on fire. So... Um, <laughs> you're actually the devil's is, advocate. Like. I'm the devil's advocate. <laughs> Piers, whatever his name is, is my boss. And I just, I'm just asking <laughs> questions here. Here's another thing. What about if you've got a... I've got a sort of secret amulet which was passed down to me, which means I can't get the disease. So I've got that, so I don't need a mask. Right, OK. The problem thing... The thing with the mask is it's just social decency. So just do it until you don't have to do it. Hmm. Uh, I realise some people are saying, well, we've not had to wear one for so long. Some people were making the joke the other day, very funny joke, was, uh, you know... what. Uh, why am I wearing a mask now? So far into a pandemic, it's like bringing—you know—it's like wearing a condom at a baby shower or something like that, which would be okay. weird. Um, very weird. Very, very inappropriate. And I'm a devil's um, advocate, and I think that's weird. <laughs> what I would say is, science is changing all the time. So maybe the rules weren't there for for a while. Our government have been slightly slow in on certain aspects of this whole pandemic, anyway. But just wear a mask. It, unless you have got a medical exemption to not wear one, that's more important than COVID. What about then, what about what about if I don't I don't think there is a pandemic? I don't believe it. What about that guy? <laughs> what about those guys? Because <laughs> I'm the devil's advocate. I don't think there is a pandemic. I think the earth right. is flat, and I know because I live underneath it. Because I'm the devil. <laughs> devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know what to say to that. If you yeah, think exactly, a yeah, pandemic, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, you win. <laughs> you win, Devil's Advocate. I'll get you next time. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Covering all the bases this morning, aren't we, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, we really we're, are. We're, yeah. Who'd have thought we're only in our do, first though, hour? We've, yeah, this is us. Yeah. We're hard-hitting. We're like the Today Show or something. Yeah, or what? Uh, like, yeah, that's it. The Today Show, that'll do. Like yesterday's show. I was going to say James um, Whale, but that's better. <laughs> crikey. That's a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah. James Stanage, that was our one when I was growing up. Do you, oh, remember, yeah. do you remember James Stanage? I remember him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to he was like a Manchester shock jock. There was and a lot of he was on late Caesar the Geezer. So, yeah. And uh, I used to listen to him at night. I was like thirteen, thinking that he had all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> My dad used to hate it. I'd come I'd come down the next morning with like a really contentious point of view on something. My dad'd be like, Yeah. Oh, here we go. Somebody was up late listening to Stanage. <laughs> Here's why this is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think anybody learns something off our show? I think they learned last week not to eat figs.
I mean, it's not <laughs> as did. hard hitting. <laughs> they did learn that. But not not to eat figs, but to just know yeah. the full details of the uh, wasp eating fig when yeah, you go into eating yeah, it. You can't have one without the other. Once you know uh, what goes into a fig, you're not going to Have you had a fig since? No, I told you, we had two massive figs on the tree, and they were lovely. You told me that story. A third one popped up yesterday. And Tom went, do you want some of this? I went, nah, I'm all right for figs. I'm all right for dead wasps. A wasp jaw. I'm all right. If you're, uh, if you're not sure what we're talking about, last week on the show, we chatted about uh, some figs that Steve's been growing in his garden, and I just innocently told him that uh, they're not vegan because they actually eat wasps. Hmm. The, fig, yeah. the, the, the wasps well, go so into the... they entomb them, don't they? Yeah, they entomb the wasps, yeah. Uh, grim, so they're not strictly... It's so grim, so grim. Um, but after <laughs> after nine o'clock, we will be talking about uh, that time somebody ruined something for you with cold hard facts. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Uh, the fig ruiner uh, yeah, is what's is. Uh, being dubbed. I, f- I feel bad because you grew those figs yourself and now you can't even eat them. No, I, I know, but it's fine. I mean, I, I couldn't now. I mean, I, like I said last week, I was always slightly suspect about the inside of a fig. It just yeah, looks weird, the alien, black bits, they? white bits, grey bits. I don't know, what what is this? I don't know, you know. <laughs> it, you know when something is fresh and you open it and it looks off? That's what a fig is, isn't it? It couldn't yeah, be more fresh. Like just that, grown yeah. in the garden, you open it, you go, that looks off, has it turned? So, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, things get ruined. I remember when we were filming this show that I wrote called Starlings, and we, would, we went to sort of an agricultural show in Derbyshire, and there was a mm. guy with, uh, like a farmer with a, like a, uh, you know, like a see-through beehive, and he was explaining how the honey was made. And, you know, the sort of decline in the uh, popularity of the bees, uh, you know, the, the numbers. And Brendan Coyle, who was in the show, said to the farmer, he said, what, what, what is the cause of that? And he said, well, it's this thing called the Asian mite. It's like a little tick, and it attaches itself onto the bee's neck, and it sort of sucks their blood out. He said, for scale, it's about as big as a, a cat on a human, sat on his shoulder, sort of drinking his blood. I mean, I don't know if you can imagine that. And Brendan said, I don't think I'll ever be able to imagine anything else when I look at a bee again. <laughs> you sort of ruin bees for it. That's awful. Imagine that every oh. time you see a bee now, that's all Brendan sees. Just a <laughs> cat hanging off the side a of him. Massive cat. Oh, well, we are going to ruin more things after nine o'clock. Uh, we've got a list of things that have been ruined by people with, with facts, by the way, not even people being deliberately mean. Um, mm, okay. But uh, yeah, there's some absolute crackers. Radio. Where real music matters. So last week on the show, and just we were just mentioning just before the news there, uh, Steve grew some figs. Uh, I ruined it with some cold hard facts about their uh, wasp devouring ways. Fig facts. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we I asked on social media recently, uh, has anyone ever ruined anything for you with just facts? Not even... Just facts. Yeah. Not making stuff up to be deliberately awful. Uh, but has anything? These things can happen. Like my, yeah. I noticed. You know, I mean, this is different. But when, as I mentioned on the show previously, my son got bit by a horse. Uh, yes, a few weeks ago, and uh, yesterday we walked past a field and uh, where there was horses, and my daughter absolutely terrified of them. I thought, oh great, that's now a lifelong that's thing. That's horses ruined. That's how. That's how quickly things can change. Yeah. In one instant, we went from going, oh, look at the little horses, to going, oh, my God, it's horses, they're coming. It's the birthday so next any- week. You bought the Black Beauty box set as well, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, that's backfired. 
so we're talking this morning about if anyone has ever ruined anything for you with cold, hard facts. Uh, Lisa Jones says, uh, Jason, the snow in the Wizard of Oz film was actually asbestos flakes. Oh, that's ruined. Oh, God. Ruined. Oh, Absolutely oh, ruined. No. I, well, well, I, I mean, we'll they didn't know then, though. They didn't know no, then, though, did they? They wouldn't have known it that. Was a, it, was, it was a wonder mineral back in the old days. People used to sort of do all sorts of it. I guess so. I don't know 80s. anything about asbestos. I just know that by the time I was around in the 80s, they yeah, were was getting rid bad. of it because it, was, it yeah. was killing people. But what? Yeah, it was, just, when it was actually useful flakes, at one so point. It, yeah, yeah, it was like a wonder mineral, and it sort of like I think it, you know, because of the heat, you know, you used to have asbestos mats. That was the thing I always remember at school. You have that little mat that you put your Bunsen burner on, the asbestos yeah. sheet. And right. then years later, they went, asbestos isn't dangerous. It's only dangerous if it's cracked. And then I remembered every single one of those <laughs> asbestos sheets was smashed to bits, corners <laughs> missing, cracked in half. And I, that's the only ones I've ever seen. <laughs> and garage roofs. That was the only. They're always smashed. <laughs> So Lisa's room was Wizard of Oz and Asbestos for all well, of us. He did it to, sort of did it to himself. <laughs> did it to itself, yeah. Uh, so Wizard of Oz. So on a scale of one to ten, there, how ruined is Wizard of Oz for you with knowing that fact? Uh, it's only like three because I think they didn't know then, did they? they, they I just, mean, the Wizard of know. Oz is slightly ruined just because of all the weird things around it. You know, yeah, there's the, a lot of weird. There's enough weird so stuff. So many there? weird stuff around that film, isn't there? The sort of the Munchkins all being a bit gropy and that. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of weird stories so yeah. I, yeah although saying that we watched it the other week it's absolutely delightful film so I don't think it's ruined I'm going to say I'm going to say 4 out of 10 yeah uh, that sounds reasonable on the asbestos flakes um, what about this uh, Kiri... <laughs> asbestos flakes <laughs> <laughs> Kiri Gartside says yeah. um, do you remember the voice of the uh, Cadbury's Bunny the, the Cadbury's the Bunny Cabri- from the Caramel Cadbury's Caramel Oh, I know it is. is. Yeah. You're going to ruin it by knowing it is. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll play. We'll play a little uh, yeah, clip of. I know it so is. Here, I think. Yeah. So here's the Cadbury's bunny. Hey, Mr. B, why are you buzzing around? <coughs> Haven't you heard of Cadbury's caramel? <coughs> See, as the creamy-tasting Cadbury's milk chocolate melts with that dreamy caramel, you just have to take everything really easy. Looks like someone else could do with some. I mean, it's a sexy voice, isn't it? It's a sexy yeah. voice. Cadbury's caramel, yeah. Uh, Kiri says that the Cadbury's bunny is Miriam Margulies. Miriam Margulies, yeah, it is, yeah. From Harry Potter. You wouldn't yeah. think that, would you? No, no. You wouldn't think that. I mean, I don't think it's ruined it because it's a cartoon rabbit. Yeah, and it's from the 80s, so I don't think you know what I mean? remembers like, it. Yeah, if you're still remembering that advert from the 80s as one yeah. of your life highlights, you need to have <laughs> a good hard, hard look at the asbestos mat. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't, I'm going to say two, two out of ten. She's an actress, and so we're fine with that. But, yeah, certainly you wouldn't necessarily match the person with that voice, so I understand no. that, but we're going to go two out of ten. We're going to ruin more things here on Absolute Radio. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> Now, there's some things in this list here, Steve, of things that people have ruined with facts that I know for a fact won't even bother you. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it, with all these things? Mm. Uh, Like Joe Sheehan says, when I was 10 and Dad told me black puddings was pig's blood Mm, and prawns eat poo from the bottom of the sea, I've never eaten them again. Thanks, Dad. I can see where that would, yeah. 
I mean, it, I mean, what did yeah, what did people think black pudding I, was though before? Just I don't know. Just a I mean, I know exactly what black pudding of is. Fat in. No, I know, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was happy when it was just a really weird tasting black sausage with some <laughs> white chunks of lard in, and now it's ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I imagine. I mean, pig's blood just sounds. Mm. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah, it that does. It makes it, does it sound, sound awful. awful. So I'm going to say, yeah. It's a vegan nightmare, isn't it, the black oh, It's an absolute vegan nightmare. Um, the prawns thing is, I only know, I only found this out a couple of years ago, that when you peel the prawn, there's like mm. a little poo tract. Yeah, the back. Uh, yeah, the black yeah, that you have to sort of like, well, scrape out essentially. And yeah. I watched like a, a sort of bought, you know, whatever it was, 100 prawns, whatever, so did some big meal while we were on holiday. And Googled like best way to peel a prawn or whatever it was, you know, watched a video and then they just said it like it was normal. They were like, and then what you need to do here is just scrape out the poo tract. I was like, whoa. The what tract? Sorry, wow. I got that. What did she say? Poo tract? Uh, yeah. I was like, F- I'm fine with that because now I know, but how many years yeah. I've been eating them without doing that? Mm. Well, it couldn't, it couldn't have done you too much harm. I no. remember, I remember eating like you know, like sort of in London, they have a pint of prawns in certain pubs. Oh yeah, and stuff. yeah, you yeah. You get pint glasses with the prawns. And my mate who's from Essex, uh, she rips the head off the prawn, peels the bottom bit, eats it, and then rips the head off, and then sucks the sucks back out. of the yeah. And you see the yeah. eyes go, the eyes mate. go in. Oh, stop it. You're worried about a poo tracks? Absolutely, stop it. I had this literally happen to me last week mm. when we went down to Kent to see the It's the best bit. It's the best yeah. bit. And my father-in-law Surely is literally... Surely the the best bit. <laughs> yeah, the meaty bit's fine. And uh, my mother-in-law brought... So we had a prawn, we were having prawns. You know, there's whatever, 40 prawns or whatever between yeah. all of us. And we're eating the prawn bit, you know, the bit mm. that you eat. Yeah, the tail. And then, the, the, yeah. and then in front of all of us, everyone's there, there's about 10 people there, my mother-in-law brings out a plate of prawns heads and just puts them in front of Rod and goes, there you go, love. And he then systematically sits there, sucking them out. Oh, dear. And you know what, one by one, we just yeah. left the table. Like, this is Your horrible. in-laws, you're making your in-laws sound like Cassandra's mum and dad in Phil's and horses. <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, we've got any genitals, And he was always... Into, and then the mum was quite refined. <laughs> that's what you're making them sound like. That's not, that's not too far away, to be honest. But it yeah. was the worst... It was the sound, mate. It was the oh. sound. No, I remember I seeing like, the eyes, the prawn's eyes, just dipping inside. No. Nah. No. The best Horrible. bit. The best bit. <laughs> Give over. The best bit's the bit we're eating. Not the. He said to me, he said to me, you know, the, uh, the Spanish do this. I said, did he? He had a Spanish, yeah. Spanish laugh at us, you know. They laugh at us because we, we leave these bits. I said, I don't think they do. Don't think any Spaniards giving it. Ah, look at this. Not eating the. They're not eating the pigs, but the bronze breads. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, uh, no. he's an Italian. It's in Cara, it's in Cara. That's without face, isn't it? I think. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely the grimmest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Saying that, my granddad. This is weird as well. My granddad. Uh, whenever my we go around to my granddad's house. My grand would uh, always have a bag of uh, bones like left over for the dog. So whatever they've been mm. eating all week, she'd yeah. just have a bag of bones. She'd go, the bag of bones in the fridge. And then my mum would go and get the bones and then take them away. But what they would have to do, they'd have to say it quietly. So she'd go, oh, bag of bones in the fridge, by the way, for the dog. Uh, don't let your dad see them. So she <laughs> about my granddad. And if my granddad saw 
that a bag of bones leave. Yeah. <laughs> He'd go, well, let me have a quick look at them first. What, see so if there's any little bits left on? Yeah, and then he would go. We'd have to sit there for another 10 minutes wow. waiting for him to nibble all the bits of meat left off and a the, bone. Yeah. And the dog's sitting there going, nice one, big mouth. <laughs> 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 like, like the dog's looking at it going, well, what's left for me now? Oh, like, oh wow, I love a bone when I do actually like bones. That's fine. But, you know, I'd, I'd have had that bit of chicken. Not chicken, it's bad for dogs, but, you know. Jason Manford. Absolute radio. Where real music matters. Shelley Harris says, uh, my other half told me that Sherlock Holmes wasn't a real person. I mean, she uh, should have probably known that yourself. She should have probably known that. Um... She pointed it, pointed out to me when I got excited walking past the home of Sherlock Holmes in London. What, his house on yeah. Baker Street? Yeah, as she says, that's his home. Uh, he's never let me live there, it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I guess there are there, there will be people over the years that you thought were real that weren't real. I only found out last week that Dick Whittington from the Pantos was a real yeah. person. He was a real person. A real person, yeah. Dick Whittington, uh, Richard Whittington, was actually the the real-life Lord Mayor of London four times between 1397 and four, uh, 1414. Oh, How's there that? You go. Dick Whittington, real person. But I only well, it came not... up in a pub quiz and I was like, wow, that's a good little fact. Yeah. So it mm. can, you know, it can swing both ways. Yeah. Uh Bernadette Newby says, I shared one of my favourite films with my husband, 84 Charing Cross Road. I steadfastly not looked to see what is there now, and he looked it up and told me it's a McDonald's. I can't oh. imagine that idyllic little bookshop now. That's a well, shame. Well, life moves on, doesn't it? But yeah, no, that's just life moves on, isn't it? Joe Donlan, though, says, until I was an adult, I honestly thought that seahorses were the same size as real horses. <laughs> wow, that would be terrifying <laughs> if you saw one. <laughs> Swimming about, one of them comes at you. Yeah. Seahorses, the same height size as a horse. Why are they called seahorses? They don't look a lot like a horse, do they? I think they look enough like a horse to say mm. that's a seahorse. It's got like. Yeah, the, why have you gone for the biggest one? Why not a sea pony or, you know, you've gone for the biggest one? Well, I guess that's the one. Well, I'm going to have a little look at a seahorse now. I feel like it does look it's like... just because it's got that bit round the top that looks a bit like hair, but the bottom bit's a twirl, isn't it? Yeah, the no twirl, legs. you've got to, you've got to forget legs about Legs are quite thing. important on a horse. If it, Has it yeah. got any legs? I mean, it's got no legs. Well, that's... Um, the horse is mainly legs. <laughs> yeah, but, like, like, its head is a bit horse-like, isn't it? It's got that long, mm. long sort of snout thing. Yeah, but it could be like a... You know, an anteater that's got a long snout thing. A sea it's ant. Got... Call it a sea ant. No, it's got a horsey part, a curly part, and then it's got a little saddle on its back. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think you're seeing the saddle on his back. Am I? He's got I a cowboy with a hat on, like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Um, well, I, I like the seahorse. I, I'm fine with its name, the naming of the seahorse. Uh, but it, I imagine if you thought it was a full size... <laughs> Wouldn't be quite so big a fan. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, oh that's disappointing when <laughs> you saw they actually fit in the pond. Oh, look at them, they're beautiful. I hope I never see one. <laughs> that's what you'd say if you thought <laughs> they were Terrified. <laughs> but I didn't, know, I didn't know the size of uh, tuna. Oh, I Tuna's know. Tuna's massive, massive isn't it? Yeah. Massive. I mean, how'd you get all that in that little tin? I know. I, I just thought they were little. I thought they were like a little. I thought it was one fish per tin. Yeah, that's I genuinely what I thought, thought yeah. that. 
And I'm telling you, up till about the age of 30, yeah. I did not know that the tuna fish was like as big as a dolphin. Yeah. Massive, massive. It was only we, we went into a fish market in Portugal and I saw half of one. And you and went, he said that, mate, he what's said, this? Ch- Is that like yeah, a freakishly like, large tuna? No, no, that's a little one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's a tuna. I was like, what did they... Oh, it was weirdest thing I'd ever seen. So I, I feel a little bit of sympathy with the seahorse thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what's been ruined this week for me, Steve. What? Star signs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, now that's been what? shaken up this week, hasn't it? Hasn't that happened? So, uh, for people who don't know, they've found a new star sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made up a new one in a list of made-up ones. Yeah. Um, but, oh, well, the zodiac sign, obviously, that's that's real. The, the signs are real, yeah. I get that. But yeah. the meaning of them... That's interpretation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but they've come up with a whole new sign. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Ophicus? 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 The snake bearer. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And this affects now people born between the 29th of November and the 17th of December. Okay. Right, okay. So that's pushed everyone back, has it? Yeah, and it. forward and whatnot. Yeah, so my my dad is now an Ophicus. Oh, oh, is he? Yes, what are they like? <laughs> like pretty miserable with a moustache. Yeah, okay. That's very so, efficiency or whatever they call called. Yeah, typical efficious. Typical, <laughs> standard. Um, <laughs> have, you got the, have you got the dates in front of you? I've got the, I've got the dates right here. What am here, I actually? now? Yes. So I'm Scorpio, 2nd of November. So what am so I now? So where's yours? Let's have a little what? look. So you're 2nd of November. What am I now? Uh, you're now Libra, Steve. Libra? Is that the Libra. scales? Uh, that's the scales, yeah. So oh. uh, this says you handle. Then, then. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. It says you handle people skillfully at work and in your private life. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I mean, I'm not sure about that. No, I'm a Scorpio. I, Sc- I think Scorpios <laughs> are sort of funny and sexy, so I'll go with that one. Well, it says one. you're the zodiac sexiest sign, both magnetic and compelling. You've gone from that <laughs> Do you know to what? I'm you handle people it. skillfully. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Scorpio. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. What have I gone yeah. to? I've gone from this <laughs> sex bomb to guys. Come on, I'm Kofi Annan. Can we calm down? I've gone from <laughs> yeah. that to that. Now you you have a real talent for togetherness, and your ability to see life through a partner's eyes deepens understanding and leads to special love. <sighs> You've gone from he, he is sexy hey, from a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to sort of Mister Sit on the Fence. Yeah, I just want everyone to get on, guys. Let's have a vegan burger. I've gone to, I've been that guy now. <laughs> I've got some scales here. We can all have exactly the same amount of food. It's good. You're only nah. happy as part of a dedicated or serious couple. Well, that's true. I've known you mm-hmm. most of your life, and that feels true. Yes. Uh, but of course, Libra is the fashionable star of the zodiac, so you make an effort with presentation. Well, it can't. Three, three out of four is not bad. Yeah, you can't, you can't have it all, can you? <laughs> I've gone from uh, Gemini to Taurus. Let's have a look what Taurus is. Which has freaked me right out. Taurus traits. Yeah. Let's have a look. So, you're an earth sign. You're practical. Yeah. Stoic, determined, ambitious, and materialistic. That's Hmm. that's pretty good, that. That seems a bit harsh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the ones that, what it says here is... Shared traits of beauty, artistry, hedonism, and a love of luxury and comfort. Hedonism, no, is that that... That's that Bailey's you had that at bar, Christmas that one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Katie Price has gone from Gemini to a Taurus as well. So I'm, I'm in good company. Yeah. Talented okay. and tenacious at work, romantic and sensuous in relationships. I'm also a loyal and dependable friend. Okay, well, that's yeah, that sounds all... That's that true, sounds, isn't it? I'm loyal yeah, and dependable. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, loyal and dependable. You create the most welcoming, comfortable home and make your lover feel totally cherished. Well, I'm not sure about that with me. Night braces and me... <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> who was your? Can you remember who was your like? Who were the famous people who had the same star stone as you before? Because mine was always yeah. Diana Dawes and Prince Charles, and I sort of, I think I'm a mixture of the two, <laughs> so I was happy with that. Mine's like Kanye you? West, Donald Trump, Lauren Hill, and Marilyn oh, wow. Monroe. Well, that's pretty good. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, it's a really. bit of a mix, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but there I am, now I'm a Taurus. Was a Gemini, now a Taurus. Uh, while these folks can be impressed by money, they do make the most wonderful comforters. So that's me now. Jason Manford, mm. wonderful comforter. Jason. Absolute Radio. Manford. Where real music matters. Uh, Yvette says, only last year, Jason, did I learn that penguins shouldn't be on Christmas cards. Well, I don't know this one. Why shouldn't well, they be on Christmas cards? Well, they live in the South Pole South and Pole, not the yeah. North Pole, which is where Santa lives. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've seen um, Polar Express, you'll, you'll know the difference between these two. And I've watched it about 500 times. So. <laughs> the week. North Pole, of course! We've watched... Yeah, I, watched, I have watched it this week, actually. I watched it this morning. <laughs> what, so there's no penguins in the North Pole? Apparently not. This, uh, that, that seems mad. Mm. Uh, so they're, they're all on them Christmas cards? Yeah, it's blown your mind, did it? That's absolutely. Hang on, let me get the. They're on the. What? <laughs> that seems crazy to me. So they're yeah. all in the south because I've seen them. I mean, I've seen some in. Well, there's some in Chester Zoo. Yeah. Uh, there's some. I saw loads. There's loads of them in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. When we went to South Africa, we actually went to see uh, penguins. So, crikey, not, there you go. Yeah. It's so they shouldn't, be on the, the, they shouldn't be on the Christmas card. The robin's the Christmas bird, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so. But they're sort of associated with cold, aren't they, the penguins? So I can see why. Yeah, I can see why people have done it. Um, well, but that's... It's ruined it for a vet. It's ruined it for me, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'll be, I'll be annoyed if I get a card with a penguin on. I'll feel yeah, compelled I will be to ring that person up and go, listen, <laughs> you do know, don't you? The penguins live in the South Pole. I mean, that's, that's exactly what you're getting this year. <laughs> Uh, Karen says I remember my son sobbing one Christmas morning because the Ben 10 watch he had asked Santa for didn't turn him into a real alien I had to break it to him that it wasn't real and no watch could do that on the flip side he's 14 years old now and he's got many faces and grunts occasionally so maybe maybe it does work and turn him into an alien Mm, I can see how that would be upsetting for for a young boy yeah you know you've been promised something there on the adverts well, he does it in the cartoon, so you'd imagine, what's the point in selling the watch if it doesn't do the same thing? Exactly. Seems uh, like you should go to trading standards. It's full really. isn't it, really, yeah. I'd say so. Uh, Luke Stevenson uh, is upset. He's a wrestling fan. He uh, was upset when he found out The Undertaker and Kane were not really brothers. Are they not brothers? They're not really brothers, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's really, okay. spo- that's really the spoiled. The proclaimers are brothers, aren't they? They're brothers, but terrible wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they go to, um, it's too far back, don't they, for a, a running jump? They go like, whoa, so far back. I'd say about 100 miles, a thousand miles even. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, so, the, he, yeah, the, the, I mean, wrestling, I mean, I love a bit of wrestling, and my brother's well into mm. it. 
and they're fabulous sportsmen. But it's all based around. It's like a soap opera and sport together, isn't it? That's the it's idea. It, of yeah, the British one was actors. more. Pan, it was pantomime, wasn't it? The British one. It was a little bit more. Right. But yeah, it's 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 all uh, it's their little world, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't exactly. really take too much in. I don't think Wright said Fred are brothers either. What? Them two. You know, they look like they could be brothers they when they first came out. No, oh, they're yeah, because they're both I don't know, Maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm going to kick off about it. <laughs> Just because they're both bald, I don't think that, that makes Is that not brothers. a thing? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Is that not in the DNA? Both, both bald? Might be. I mean, the Mitchell brothers, I mean, they are definitely brothers. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Christine has messaged to say that uh, truffles actually came out the ground and were picked by dogs or pigs who put them in mm. their mouth first, then spat them on demand, yeah, and they then they were sold out, in restaurants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's ruined truffles for her. That's a hell of a first uh, yeah, one, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, it's quite expensive. Oh, my God, truffles are totally ruined now. I've, that, do you know what? You've just ruined truffles for me. Do you know what I've got, though? I've just Googled it. Right said Fred. They yeah. are brothers. They are brothers. Oh, right. But the one that you, the main one that you think you know, Richard yeah. Fairbrass, he's he's not called Fred. But the other one, he he didn't think he is called Fred. So one of them is called oh, Fred. Well, I don't weird. get it. That yeah, is weird. No idea. I I had a question in the games arcade quiz show that I do on a Friday. Um, my uh, one of my questions recently was in mm. the song "I'm Too Sexy." Name three things that Richard. Oh, Fairbrass three things. Says um, that he's sexier than Milan, mm. uh, New York, and Japan. Yeah, uh, well, his shirt. Off. Yeah, your your body. What does he say? Your party. <laughs> your body. Says. Your party. Yeah, says, your party. <laughs> I'm too sexy for your party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's too sexy for his car. His cat. Yeah. Uh, his hat. What do you think about that? Uh, and he's so sexy, it hurts. <laughs> I mean, that must be. You're not going to get a lot of sympathy for that, are you? I think you need when to you go get to the doctor. Yeah, get I'm to just, the gum clinic, I'm I think. I'm just in pain all over. What's wrong with you? I think I'm just so sexy. <laughs> right. What do you want me to do? I don't know. I don't think there's anything you can do, mate, because I'm just I'm just so sexy. I mean, it's not going to give you a lot of sympathy, is it? I mean, he could, he'd have a reason not to wear a mask. <laughs> uh, so things that things have been ruined. Uh, Christine's had truffles ruined. I didn't really know what a truffle is. Is it like fungus? Is it like a mushroom? I think it's like a mushroom. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. you can get like truffle flavoured things, can't you? And it's yeah, just a yeah. bit of garlic. Like, but um, it's not the Why truffle. Why are they so expensive? The... Because they're, it is something they're that's gone rotten in the ground for like 60 years and then some pigs found it. So I think that's why they're expensive. That's I've never had very... one. I mean, I, maybe it's amazing. You know what I mean? That's why people go. I don't think I've ever had one. I've had, like I said, I've had truffle flavoured things, but. <clears throat> yeah. I also if it's think that when good, think... yeah. you, you, then. That tasty and it's, and that expensive, and then somebody went, Do you know, a pig found that of his snout. You'd be like, mate, it was lovely. I don't care. <laughs> Just pay ninety quid for it. I, yeah, I I also get mixed up with. I I also think truffle is something to do with chocolate as well. You know, like like caramel truffle or whatever. Like I think you can get yeah truffle flavored. Like yeah, I, don't I think you can. Get, going on. I don't know what's That's going on. Helen Wingfield uh, says, I thought double yellow lines were a cycle lane. <laughs> I mean, how? Oh, like a really thin cycle <laughs> really, lane. Really specific, like, stay within your lane, mate. Well, that's, that's quite, you know, that's, it'd be good if, you know, if you're a cyclist, if, if everyone else thought that, you'd go, well, well that's I brilliant. guess so, yeah. At least I I've got so. this bit. I didn't know uh, that um, 
you're allowed to cycle side by side. You, you what, know, on, you the, see, on a road? You're driving and you see cyclists driving side yeah. side. You're, you're allowed to cycle side I mean, by side. Yeah, you're allowed to be the width of a car. It's slowing um, everybody down a bit, though, isn't it? That it is a little sense. bit, but basically, yeah, it's it's, it's called uh, Rule 66. And uh, you should never... Get your you, kicks on Rule 66, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You can ride... Uh, you can't ride more than two abreast and ride in single file on narrow, busy roads, of course, and round bends. Yeah. But, yeah, so next time you see a cyclist side by side, you're not allowed to give it, beep, beep, hey, get your single file. I said they can do that. 66. That's allowed, is it? Yeah, that's the rules. They're not, go for, they're not allowed to go through red lights at pedestrian crossings, are they? They're not allowed to do that, or one, you know, wrong way up a one-way road, um, mm. or uh, give the middle finger to uh, drivers. But other than that, they're yep. absolutely fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Catherine messaged to say uh, that Jimmy Cranky was his wife and not his little boy. Yeah, that was in the Crankies. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Did that ruin yeah. the crankies for you? <laughs> well, it would do, wouldn't it, when you were young? It would, you would like, yeah. Because t- it was a little boy, wasn't it? And then it suddenly it's, it's not a little boy, it's, yeah. uh, it's his wife. It's well, Ian's whatever, wife. whatever you do, Catherine, do not read their autobiography. Oh, no. I've got, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Have you read it? No, I haven't, but I, I know one that I'll tell you off air. Yeah. Well, they're all off air. Not one of them yeah. is Ofcom safe. I might, I might get that. It sounds good. It sounds like a good summer read. Do you know what? <laughs> I bought it for uh, Claire Sweeney when we were doing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Um, you could only get it online. It was like eight, like, I don't know, it was something like 18 quid because you can't, yeah. it's out of print, you know, so you've got to find a, an old thumb through copy of it. The Cranky's Autobiography. If you are not easily offended, if you want to read The Weird and the Wonderful, <laughs> then that is the book for you. It is okay. harrowing. <laughs> No other word for it. <laughs> Harrowing. It stays with me now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got, I won't, like, Joe Trasini. You know Joe Trasini? Yes, is yeah. Joe Pasquale's son, and he's, mm. he's, he's a lot of stuff on Twitter about mental health. He's a lovely yeah, lad. Yeah, he's brilliant, yeah. He's got a story which is oh horrendous, which I'll tell you off here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all in the book. <laughs> Feel free if you've read it. If, if you're listening right now and you've read that book, mm-hmm. then... Tweet me just like a one-word description of one of the stories that stayed with you even to this day, and um, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say crackers. That's mm-hmm. the one that stays. With that's me. gonna stay with you. Okay, that'll stay with me forever. <laughs> On a slightly related subject, I yeah, went yeah. I, an old bookshop. I found. Remember, Lynn Perry used to be in Coronation oh, Street. Oh my goodness! She wrote yes. a book, and I've got that. And again, some <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, oh dear! Ruined, ruined. Yeah. Maybe this is a podcast because we can't say any of this on it. <laughs> no, we really can't. We really can't. We should do a whole podcast where we both just review uh, Jimmy Cranky's and uh, mm. the Crankies and Lynn Perry's books. Okay, well, there you go. We'll do, it's like a book club, isn't it? Like a it's mucky book club, a dirty book club. <laughs> Uh, Helen Clare says, uh, I was 16 when I went on a proper plane for the first time since I was a baby. My 13-year-old brother had to tell me that the seats didn't all have parachutes underneath them to eject in an emergency. That would be a shock. It, you know, I've never really understood why they aren't what, No, I don't really. Why aren't they? Yeah. What are, you got... giving us, what are you giving us life vests for? Well, I, I suppose, are you more likely to land in the sea than... I mean, uh, you are you on guess? a long haul flight, but if you're flying up to Aberdeen, you're like, well, unless you're aiming for Windermere, mate. 
<laughs> like, I know, but how would you coordinate getting like 200 people to open the door and not get sucked out and yeah. then go, right, after you, go, 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 go. How would you coordinate that? And you're landing all over the place. That's for other people to think of, Steve. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Let the experts deal with that. I'm just yeah. saying... Replace the life, <laughs> the life vest with a parachute. Or Maybe it should about, then add it like speedy boarding. Like you can pay an extra to get a seat with a parachute. I think you get into a point like where only rich people survive there. No, but I mean on Ryanair flights, because <laughs> they do a thing, don't they? Just go, yeah, yeah but extra was, leg room. I mean, that's like saying tall people, but extra leg room. Maybe they just put like 10 on each flight. They go, it's Ryanair, it's easy jet. It's low budget air, airlines, but they go, listen, pay an extra 15 quid. You probably won't need it. But you get a parachute. I'd pay an extra just, fifteen quid. I know you would, but I just worry there that you 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 get into a situation where it's, it's an economic situation where only people who can afford the extra. Well, they're survive. the ones. They're the ones stretching their legs out. Playing. <laughs> Ooh, look at all this space I got. <laughs> Matters. Now, Steve, last week mm-hmm. we chatted about this. Oh, is Concord ever going to come back, do you think? Or is it just, I don't it, think so. It's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? expensive, it's, wasn't it? And, it is, know. yeah, but don't you think that's weird in this modern world that nobody's gone back to revisit Concord? Maybe somebody owns the, the rights to it that's half French, half... To something. speed? <laughs> no, no, to that design. To that so like, design, like right. Elon Musk is probably going, well, I've this one, it's called Concord. What about solar-powered aeroplanes? You're up yeah. there anyway. Yeah, but when you if it's a long flight, <laughs> you know, oh, it's a night nighttime. period, you know. <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah, not- look out the window. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Look at all the stars. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Can the anyone solar- see the sun? <laughs> and we basically said, didn't we? We basically said in that, that why haven't they... Invented a new one, and you sort mm. of you pointed out that there'd been a you know a crash and an accident. And yeah, but and then I got to thinking, well, we still drive. Mm. You know what I mean? They're always crashing. People still yeah. drown. We go swimming, you know. So that's not a thing that's stopping us. What is anyway? Lots of people started tweeting me on the Monday in the paper, like two days later after the show, there was a story, Concord two point zero, mate. Oh, reboot. They've rebooted it. Supersonic jet with 1,700 mile per hour top speed readied for unveiling. We're like, we can read the future or something. Nostradamus. Isn't it weird? Concorde's successor, the XB1 prototype, will undergo testing in the coming months. Uh, The jet designers, Boom Technology, have announced. Uh, Yeah, the XB1 prototype, that's not... Yeah, it doesn't have... That's and I wouldn't call it Concord 2.0. No, no, I wouldn't call it that either. Denver-based Boom Technology, again, not a good name for a company no, making aeroplanes. But Sonic Boom, isn't it? Sonic I Boom. I get that's what that's they've the gone speed. for, but Boom is also yeah. associated with stuff blowing up in it. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, they've so far raised £107 million. That doesn't sound like a lot of oh, money. like a crowdfunder? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a go I have got an page. idea for a fast plane. <laughs> they want give me a fiver. You can have a bit of a seat. <laughs> uh, the company has already attached the craft's wings to its fl- fuselage, built its vertical stabilisers, and completed landing Got the wings gear. on. <laughs> engine in, yeah? No, you can't afford an engine yet. Yeah. We've got the wings on. The aircraft will only have room for one pilot. 
who will be an experienced U.S. Air Force recruit and will go through testing at California's uh, spaceport in 2021. Boom State, uh, with XB-1, we're demonstrating uh, that we are prepared to bring back supersonic. We're ensuring that the supersonic future is safe and environmentally and economically sustainable. We've learned that the demand for a supersonic has grown even faster than we anticipated. Uh, faster than the plane. I know that's the lawnmower going past, by the way. I'm not yeah. at, I'm not in Denver. I thought you were on the, the XP. <laughs> it's a bit noisy. Yeah. Uh, the company's mission statement reads, if we can fly twice as fast, the whole world becomes twice as small, turning far off lands into familiar neighbors. Mm, I suppose, yeah. Right. That's a good point. Guess it, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it hold, it'll have 55 seats on board. So those seats will be like eight grand each, but hey-ho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard Branson and Japan Airlines have already made investments. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm. Wow. Boom expects the overture with an eventual speed of uh, Mach 2.2 to be flying in the mid 2020s. Mach 2. Uh, That's like a razor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And sell Fast. for two hundred million dollars. Customers uh, will reportedly be set back five thousand dollars for a seat. Uh, you'll be able to fly overture for a quarter of the price of a Concorde ticket or about the same price you'd pay in business class today. That's the most important things. I wonder how okay. they're going to deal with like, luggage and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, well, well we've, at least we've, we've done that. We've started that off again now. What else should yeah. we start? <laughs> exactly. Bring back spangles. Sp- flying cars. That's what we want next. Flying when cars. When are the flying cars coming? When are they we coming? these for it not even started. We've still got windscreen wipers, a little bit of rubber that rubs off. Where's the lasers that shoot the rain off? When, the, when are we going to get flying cars? <laughs> it's way off, isn't it? Come on, boffins. Pull your boffin heads out. <laughs> Manford. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. I hope you are very well this morning. Steve Edge is here and we're joined by... Uh, Comedy legend. I don't think that's too far uh, on this occasion. Uh, Richard Herring joins us. Morning, Richard. Hello, Jay Sadie. I'm well. I'm well. Is that Good. is that a fair description? I've been being a comedy legend. I think mm. it's more uh, higher than that. A sort of comedy <laughs> fi- myth mythological figure. A god. Yeah. I think that's um, fair to say. We of course uh, we have our own history of each other. Um, yes. I was Googling it this morning to find out what year it was. It was 2016, uh, where we um, we both, unbeknownst to us, were uh, nominated in the Radio Times uh, Champions of Champions, uh, and we were yeah. we were nominated for Comedy Champions, weren't we? And yeah. I wonder why you're bringing this up, Jason. <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning. It made me laugh. Um, essentially, what happened was we both uh, got the people that follow us on Twitter to try and vote for us a million times, multiple yeah. times, yeah. Um, to a point where people were setting up like uh, computer <laughs> systems where they could vote more than. In the end, me and Richard went head to head, and I think I, pe- I, I pictured the post uh, for. It I can't end. remember who won. I know it wasn't. Imp- it was the taking part that was very important to me, not the winning. I can't remember if I won or you, not. You had more bots, basically. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I had more bots voting for me, uh, but then went head to head with um, with the fella from. Uh, oh, what's that? What's that blooming show called? Aiden. Hello, hello. <laughs> Aiden Turner from Poldark. Oh, oh, good uh, luck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it Did you get got, on? I, 
absolutely wiped the floor with him. <laughs> I was the Radio Times champion of champions. <laughs> uh, but that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and we've done various shows together over the years. Various uh, your uh, your podcast, which is uh, yes. very popular, yeah. uh, and uh, and but you've got a new show out. You've got a new show. Yes, I've got a yes. It's a comedy drama sitcom on uh, Radio Four. It's actually the third series. It's called Relativity. Yeah. Um, we we've done it over the last two or three years, and uh, it's gone quite well. well. Brilliant, yeah, cast. amazing cast. Yeah, but the great thing about radio is it's sort of as an actor, you don't mm. get paid much, but it's it's a lot easier than going. You don't have to learn lines. You can just yeah. turn up, and you know, there's not even much rehearsing. Especially now we've now we've uh, you know got the characters sorted and everything. They basically yeah. just turn up in a nice recording studio for a week, and you have a nice lunch. And there's other shows going on in the same studios, and you get to have lunch with all these other actors from other shows. Oh. So it's, it's actually a, it's a it's a brilliant car. It's Alison Steadman, Phil Davis. Uh, Gordon Kennedy's in it, Emily Barrington, uh, Fenella Woolgar. There's uh, I'm in it as well, which is uh, yes. I, I've managed to. If I, if I if I'm the writer, I can sometimes sneak in, but I am playing a character that is fairly close <laughs> to myself. So I thought I was probably the, usually I think I'll get a proper actor in to do to do the good parts, but I thought I, I can probably be me the best, uh, yeah, rather right, than anyone else. But yeah, but it's been yeah, it's been terrific fun. We did four in the fir- four in each in the first two series, but they gave us six for the third series. So it's oh, it's been, you've got well, I've got a bit more of a sort of story arc to to to, to deal with with this. So yeah, and so I it's the third it's series. Good. It's called Relativ- yeah. uh, Relativity. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, first airs on the seventeenth of July. Can people listen to the previous? Uh, series on on the BBC. Uh, they iPlayer. can't legally. I have put a link on Twitter and on my blog about where nice. they might be able to find the previous two if they want to. Uh, <laughs> if uh, they want break to break the law. law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I hope they, I hope they might put them up on Radio Play. So they'll all be on Radio Play. It's on at eleven thirty on a Friday morning. So you know yeah. if you're if you're not around, uh, you can just catch up with it on the Radio Play for this series. I don't think Brilliant. you need to have listened to the previous series. There are running jokes and and I think it's it does build quite nicely. But my my character uh, has. As we um, and his wife have just had a baby in in this right. episode, I don't know where I get my crazy ideas from, and uh, <laughs> uh, in this series and are dealing with it quite badly. So they've had quite a rosy, fun, uh, packed relationship, uh, and then suddenly a kid turns up, and as you may be aware, Jason, that can put a strain on things. When you're not getting much, that. I think you've got a, a kid or two somewhere, haven't you? There's and, a couple knocking about. Yeah, I've got the yeah, full a couple knocking about. So Boris Johnson tribe. This. <laughs> yes. Um, and so do you draw from your own family experience? A little bit. This third series, I mean, this third series is more of my own experience. And I've, I've mm. I, my dad does loads of crazy, stupid things. Like at my wedding, um, he, there was a little pot of lip balm on the table for every guest and he thought right. it was cheese and ate it. So when things <laughs> like that happen, you go, OK, you know, we can use that. So I've, I have yeah. used a lot of things from my dad, especially, but I've sort of run out of things from my dad. So now I have to imagine the stupid things that he might yeah. do. So I, I find that with my dad as well. I'm, I'm like, yeah. dad, can you, 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 know, you enjoy going on holiday and, uh, you know, having nice things. Can Try Zorbin, Dad. Have a go at Zorbin. <laughs> See what you make of it. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> It. That's what I need to do. Right, uh, Richard's going to stay with us for a little while, uh, so stick around. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Was this uh, pre 
COVID and pre-lockdown, so was, there's no references to to all what's going on at the moment. Yeah, it was. We recorded it in January, so yeah, we missed missed out entirely on the virus. Although you know, the minute it happened, uh, Gordon Kennedy, who's uh, used to be an absolutely and a very funny guy, was sort mm. of pitching ideas of what his character could be doing in lockdown. <laughs> so, so I told him we would just record 30 minutes of him crying through on Zoom because <laughs> he has quite a bad series with this series. Uh, but um, but yeah, it we, luckily, I mean, it's. It, it's so hard writing these things you know that you've got to you've got to put a lot of work in for for a, yeah. for a drama script sit song script even if you've got the characters worked out and it was painful to write it so if i'd managed to get it all written then they said oh sorry we're not recording it till 2021 i would have oh. blown my top so i'm glad we yeah, did get yeah. it i did get it done but yeah it's i don't know it's it, once you get there in the studio all the pain is worth it and everyone is so is so good, you know, and there wasn't lots to change, but you just, the minute you hear read out, you know, with the, how it is with scripts, you you hear mm. read out and go, oh, we don't need that. Or, you know, the people had ideas and it, it, it did flow very, very nicely when we... And is it something together, that but- you would want to, uh, is it something that you specifically want to keep on the radio or is there an idea that at some point you might go, wow, this could be on the telly, this? I mean, really, it started as a TV thing. So I did, I did um, about 10, 13 years ago, maybe, and we did a, a, a comedy show called You Can Choose Your Friends, which is was sort of the similar idea with the similar characters. Yeah, uh, and so we've gone back the other way. We've taken it back onto the radio, and if the right opportunity comes up to do it well, um, yeah, they've been talking about doing it with a studio audience, which I'm not sure would really that, suit it. Because yeah, so it's it's, yeah. it's difficult to know. I've been thinking about it because you know maybe I can make it work, but it's what I like about it is it's quite real, and it's, so it's you know I think when you're writing a, a studio sitcom, you've got to put in more. Gag, gag, gag for the for the uh, That's audience, true, but yeah. the hum- but the humour of this is sort of more observational and more out of the characters. I think, which might work, but I I, I would rather do it as a, a you know as a non audience thing. I think, but it's, you know, yeah. it's it's it's. Just, I think I've been writing for so long, and it's so hard to get stuff on the TV that it's just nice to be writing something you know is going to get produced and made because I've written there, so yeah. many scripts that you know get a certain distance on telly and. And then no one ever sees them. And even on telly now, you know, there's so much stuff that you can get it on and no one really sees it, you know. So it's, yeah, I, yeah, I that's think true. the radio is a great medium for it, I think. And uh, yeah, again, I think you, it, you, you, in a way, you can probably get a, a nicer uh, cast as a result of it being so easy to put that's together. That's true, yeah. And have you found yeah. during this lockdown, have you become more creative, more, have you, have you worked hard and, and, and been writing stuff every day, or have you gone a bit sedentary and a bit I, like, oh God, I can't be Oh, I've been trying to, but I found it very difficult, you know. You know you suddenly realise how much help you get with the kids. I've got two young kids. I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And yeah. obviously the, the five-year-old was at school. Uh, and then, But there's absolutely no help from anyone, obviously, during lockdown. And you realise how hard it is to look after your own kids all the time. Uh, so being a teacher and being a childcare you know, half the day made it yeah. difficult to write. Though I've, I've managed to write a short book. I've got a new book calling, coming, oh, coming out uh, about uh, the, the Twitter thing I did with When's International Men's Day. Uh, oh sort of yes, so this is a, into, this, just yeah. tell people what this is because it makes me laugh every year. This so uh, so on International Women's Day, men keep on asking when's International Men's Day as if they're being clever and going, yeah, but there'd never be an International Men's Day. But there is an International Men's Day. It's on November the nineteenth. So I would just <laughs> find every single person who asked that question and tell them it was November the nineteenth. Like thousands but, though, you must spend all yeah, morning thousands. doing it. Yeah, well, all day. So it's right, thirty-six hours probably because you do it around the world a bit as well. And so it's, um, so you know, and it as much becomes a joke on myself. But actually, then the Sphere publishers came to me and said, "You think there's a book in it?" And I thought, "Oh, I don't know," because I kind of quite like that it. I, I didn't take it anywhere beyond that. But then, yeah, having yeah. investigated that 
well, you know, but it's the same. It's, we're having it all the time with the masks. You know, people go, oh, I don't have to wear masks. And yeah. uh, the Black Lives Matter, it's exactly the same thing. It's this yeah. knee-jerk reaction from yeah. people without thinking, without researching, without just thinking yeah, for a yeah. second why. So th- it's really interesting to understand why, and it's mainly men, why men yes. have this sort of self-confidence, but also this over-sensitivity, you know. So I I wanted to sort of investigate that, and it's been really interesting. I managed to get it. It was really hard again because I had to do a lot of research, and it's quite a short book. But uh, it's been really interesting to look into, you know, equality and why men are resisting it, when actually it would... would, most men would be much better off in a in a more equal, less yeah. patriarchal Yeah, me and Steve society. keep me and Steve keep, keep um, wondering whether uh, straight pride uh, will become a thing. Uh, yeah, and how and how awful yeah, that, that would, would actually be. most people get it, and I think and I think that's the thing. Most people get that whatever you think of the issues that the you know the the the. The group that uh, is in more in control does not need the you know you don't need a white don't history need the because 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 white history is very well covered you know when you yes. think about it how much black history did you learn at school I did yeah. history at university and practically nothing so yeah. uh, you know so that's why it's there that's why well it's it's, it's, it's always the, the the classic I always think is when you when it's like Mother's or Father's Day and you're a kid and you yeah. say to your mum when is Children's Day and your mum says yeah. every day is Children's Day yeah. <laughs> It's, it's also all... June the first. It's also June the first. So you know, <laughs> of you, course you, you do. Of course so, you do so, that. <laughs> but also, when you look at it, there's so many days. It's not a big deal. There's a day for everything. There's a day for nothing. Yeah. Nutella. There's a day for caps locks. There's a day for. If you think of anything and then Google it, you'll find somebody has created a day for it. So it's not a big deal having a day. Men need a deserve a day, but they should, you know celebrate it on the day the thing is none of these people come back on international men's day and go great it's here that's the thing i wanted let's do <laughs> have a great day you know they're just they're just if you guys one year i i re uh, tweeted them all say oh it's today what are you up to and obviously nobody <laughs> replied so you know it's 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 that's what we've got to deal with and i think that yeah. in this book which is a largely humorous book i am trying to uh Try and address that, and try and maybe. I right. think it's you know I think it's worth having, but of course we have Movember men as well, which which didn't strike me. Is the whole we get a whole month in fact because yes, Movember is very well publicised <laughs> and it's all about the things that people say they want on additional Wednesday and don't tell women that men have got a whole month or you know you know what they're like if it's if they haven't got equality. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's you know it, it, look yeah, I think it's going to be that's out soon, book. is it? Yeah. It's out in November, actually, yeah, so we're out for International Men's Day. So we're just... <laughs> Great, can't wait. <laughs> Brilliant. So we'll look out for that. And you yeah. can listen to Relativity, Richard Herring's family comedy drama starring Alison Steadman and Phil Davies and Richard, uh, which returns for a third series on BBC Radio 4 or the iPlayer right now. Matters. Something reminded me then, actually, when we were talking to Richard, and we and you mentioned it earlier on when you were talking about Brenda. But some people won't know this because it was on Sky or because it was a while ago. But you wrote, and I am going to blow some smoke here, Steve, an excellent, uh, an excellent series uh, called Starlings. A couple of series that went out um, a few years ago. It was wonderful. It was beautifully written and observed, well observed, and very funny and full of heart. Um, mm. Was there any point in that? Just talking about Richard then, uh, about doing it in front of a studio audience. Was there any point during that process you thought, "Oh, this would be better with like a live audience"? Or this is this, no, I because I think it was the, it was the same argument that he said. As the comedy sort of came from the characters rather than they were actual jokes, it was mm. 
the way certain characters would react to certain things. And it was all based... I wrote it with Matt King, who plays uh, Superhands in uh, Peep Show. Yeah. And it was all stuff that we sort of... He's a little bit older than me, but only a little bit. And it was stuff that we grew up around... So it was all things that happened to us right. when we were kids, and we put a lot of that in there, and things that happened to our parents, and all that was in there, really. But it was it was funny bits of life rather than gags. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it's what Richard said about keeping that keeping it real, really, because it was a, it was a comedy drama, so it had scope for that yeah. as well. Whereas you don't really get that in a sitcom. You have a bit of pathos, but like it's not the same. Yeah, it was a lovely show. It was very funny, and and the character was great, and you were great in it, of course. Um, I was trying to find it the other day. I was trying to I was trying to show somebody, um, but I can't find it anywhere. No, I don't think it's on uh, Apple TV and it's on oh, Prime. Apple. You can buy them, but it's not fr- it's not free. But right, it's right, on right, there. Right, right. But you can uh, still the first, find it. The first series was a, was released on DVD, and it was just around the time that DVDs were becoming extinct. Right, yeah. So you can get the first series somewhere on DVD, but the second series uh, was never on DVD. But that's the better, the better series because obviously we knew by the time we were at the second series, we knew we had Brendan Coyle and Leslie Sharp, and we, we knew we had the, all these brilliant actors. And yeah, yeah, we left all the drama to them, and then me and Matt just sort of um, sort of messed about and did all the funny stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Honestly, I, I know he's I know he's my best mate, and I know I'm biased. But if you can dig it out, if you can find it, uh, then. I recommend it. and uh, In these can... times as well, I think. It's a very good... Yeah. It was about family, it was about warmth, it was about love, uh, it was about love's enormous wings, is what we all oh, said. And it was sort of modern-day sort of Darling Buds of May. Uh, Starlings, the Starling family, it was all set in Matlock in Derbyshire. It was, uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. It was great. Some there brilliant people in it as well. Go and find it. Enjoy. Matters. Good morning, Jason Manford and Steve Edge on Absolute Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the show this morning. Uh, you can grab the podcasts now. There's hundreds of them, including this week's uh, Without the Music and the Adverts. Uh, some people are asking us if we can release a podcast without the chat, just music and adverts. It's a nice uh, idea. Steve. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's, it's the way forward. Uh, what have you got planned this weekend, Steve? Um, nothing. Good, good. Cool. I'm cool. going away this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going up to the lakes. Oh, you so, are. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm doing this weekend. Oh, so. I tell you, I have got something. I'm going to one of those drive-through cinemas to watch uh, oh, Cars. Yeah. Oh. Uh, in a car. In a with car. My, um, with my four-year-old. So we're going to go watch oh. Cars in Dennis Goodwood, I think it is, or somewhere like that. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. That'll Obviously, nice it's a bit of a drive to get there, so you might be bored of the car by the time we get there. Yes. What's happening now? We're staying in the car. We're going to watch a film about cars. <laughs> I've done with cars. I'm over it. I'm over it. We're going to the Beatrix Potter Museum. Nice. Uh, up in the lakes, and and that's it. Really, just we're just going to hang out up there for a couple of days and just see mm. some see something different than our I little love the village. Lake district. Love the Lake District. Yes, amazing. I proposed to my wife in the Lake District. In Coniston, ah, of on top course. of the old man of Coniston, he wasn't happy. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> not the top. Nearly the top. Oh, maybe I'll, yeah. I'll send you a little selfie from there. Yeah, there's like a little slate mine halfway up that was there. And then right. some angry men going, you won't get up there without grandpons. And I went, I'll just propose here. <laughs> How romantic. I don't know what a grandpon is. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. <laughs> right, mate. 
have a lovely right. day. Um, I'll probably speak to you at some point. And the rest of you have a lovely, lovely Sunday. Enjoy your week, and I will see you. Hopefully, I'll see you on Thursday night at the weekly stand-up if you want to come along to that. It's a live online gig uh, with loads of very funny people. We've got John Bishop coming up, uh, Russell Howard, Rod Gilbert, Reese Darby. Uh, loads going on uh, on the online comedy gig. So it's called Weekly Stand-Up, and tickets are £5, and hopefully I'll see you there. If not, next Sunday. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters.